Ho, 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 my God, it's time once again for another It's a Mimic Christmas special. This time it is the final chapter in our Christmas trilogy. Will someone finally get revenge on Gumdrop's behalf? If you haven't listened to the first two Christmas episodes, go back and succumb to the insanity there within. This chapter has three DMs, Megan, Kyle, and Dave, who have a basic idea of what the story should be as they work together, but they have not seen the other's notes, and of course, they do not know what the players are bringing to the table. Megan will be going first in part one, then Kyle in part two, and Dave in part three. The players are Terry, James, and Brad, we tried to find the three most chaotic murder hobos we could to try and ruin Christmas. So, grab your rum and eggnog and curl up with someone who appreciates your penchant for holiday-themed shenanigans and your demented sense of humor. Because this is going to be a wild ride through the snow. I have no idea what's about to happen. All I know is that I can't be legally held responsible for this in a court of law. So, God bless us, everyone, because we're going to fucking need it. All welcome here today to prepare Text a fifth-level character for a wonderful Christmas episode. Um, so roll a d20. Let's find out who gets to for the character first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nine. Oh, I'm using... Fifteen. I'm using technology. Sixteen! Sixteen. Sixteen. <laughs> you go first. All right, Terry, tell us a little bit about your character. Uh, I will be playing... How do I get rid of this now? It's technology. Okay. Uh, I will be playing uh, a dwarf, female dwarf, paladin, oath of devotion, devoted to Christmas. Of course. Uh, named Angelica Noel. Lovely. I super, super into Christmas. Love Christmas. I think Christmas is the best thing ever. And so I will defend it against all evil, and I will try my very hardest to encourage Christmas around the world everywhere. I will I will put Christmas onto people knowing that they will definitely love it. <laughs> Christmas Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Who is next? Brad? Alright, I was next. I will be playing a satyr uh, what am I playing? A bard. College of Creation specifically. Yes. All about creating Christmas carols, Christmas music, and most importantly, Christmas cheer. Christmas. Okay. What's your name, dude? My name is Tumnus. However, I was rather small, so everybody calls me Tiny Tumnus. Very cute. I love that. What about you, James? I will be playing a variant human monk named Frank Costanza, and he has a very many grievances he has to bring up with a lot of people, especially Gumdrop. Oh, great. Yeah. Phenomenal. He's got a list of grievances. Great. <laughs> How's he going to do in feats of strength? He's pretty good at feats of strength. <laughs> He's prepared for those as well. Oh, we love that. When you say variant human, what's the variant? Variant. Angry. Just angry? Frank is that. Pure anger. Pure anger. All right, all right. I am living off of anger, rage, and spite. <laughs> yes. That's how I live. That's how I, how I grow. All right. Let's begin, fam. So you guys were enjoying your quiet Christmases at home in the comforts of your family, in your hometowns, enjoying your muled wine and all those wonderful things and those comforts of Christmas that you do have. And you received a very troublesome letter. There's a troublesome letter that the wine contains bits of mule. <laughs> Brad got a smell. I didn't want to interrupt. Yeah, when you said muled wine, I was like, they, that, the they messed up. <laughs> it's a throwback. <laughs> um, anyway, so you received a uh, letter in the mail to basically address the fact that, unfortunately, either a dear friend, family member, um, or just, you know, a distant person that you knew in your life, maybe a work buddy, what have you, our great gumdrop spit whistle, unfortunately, has passed away. Oh, rest in peace, this gumdrop. This is tragic. Gumdrop. <laughs> he owes me. <laughs> he owes you 20 bucks. You're not no, he owes me feats of strength. Oh, feats of strength. <laughs> From Iwo Jima. Sorry, Frank. Wow. All right, you guys have all been quarterly invited to the homestead of the Spit Whistle family um, to, <laughs> to basically um, be a part of the reading of his will and testimony and testament. 
Um, enclosed within it was a small map that basically is just a bare sheet with an X on it to show you where to go. Perfect. That ought to do it. So whichever way you guys decide to travel and to get to this place, um, depending on where you're from, how does everybody decide to like kind of travel to get to where this place is? It looks like it's in the middle of nowhere. Surely we should travel together. Now, is it a blank piece of paper because it's in the middle of the North Pole? Basically, yes. Okay. Okay, <laughs> perfect. Tumnus prefers to uh, prance everywhere he goes. Mm-hmm. He's a bit of a dancer and a prancer, so uh, that's that'll be his preferred method of transportation. I feel like I should protect Tumnus if he's prancing. Um, I'm not one for prancing, but I will protect others' right to prance. So I will go with Tumnus. Frank will get his navy buddies to take him there. <laughs> Excellent. Just to make it real easy to it the is, North Pole. Yes. It is a, <laughs> to sense. be clear, it is a very private um, inv- invite invitation. So should you rock up with anyone extra? Just a helicopter to land me there. Right. It'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> when the hell is an uninvited group of military personnel ruined any uh, Exactly. <laughs> this team over here, between you guys, roll a d20, roll a d20, see who arrives first. You're rolling for the both of yeah, 14. 14. 10. 10? Alright. Of course he's first with the helicopter. So helicopter lands. So do you you exit on your own or just hop out of the into the snow? Yes, I'll hop out into the snow. Okay, you fall 15 feet. (laughs) (laughs) You're dead. And alone. So basically what you see is you land basically where that X on that map Mm. was supposed to be. Like you probably had somebody look at this map and be like, yep, that's 100%. There's the big X there. We know where that is. There is nothing. You're an empty, open field of just snow. There's also a very clear sky day. There's no blizzards, no storms. It's very quiet. You're just standing there on your own. Frankson start fuming and muttering under his breath, where the hell is this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very displeased. Okay. And continue walking around in angry circles, holding his metal quarterstaff yeah. angrily. And as the <laughs> helicopter floats away into the distance... Are you guys just prancing up? I'm prancing. Oh, I, won't, I won't prance, but I'll I'll walk beside Tumnus to ensure that nobody stops him from prancing. All right. From a distance, you see these like two. What we got a gnome and sorry, dwarf and a, a satyr. <laughs> <and a cedar. laughs> you see a dwarf and a satyr. Uh, the satyr looks like he's prancing and jumping up and down out of excitement, uh, followed by a dwarf female. Coming so you're the ones to take us, right? Well, good day, sir. Where are we going? You're here to take us. Let's take us to the place. I'm sorry? You came to the X. I came to the X. You're here to pick me up. Where are we going? I just hold up the piece of paper. The X? Yes. Yeah, now take me to the map. Where are we going next? Oh, you're not guiding... I thought he was guiding us. I did not know who was guiding us, but... You two came up. I was here first, so you're the guy. the area and where the X is, how close to the X do we feel like we are? In the middle of the X. The helicopter took me to the middle of the X. I planned this properly. Oh, it did? Okay, is that the case? Okay. I'm, I'm just... I'm just happy to be here. Should we draw attention to our arrival, perhaps? I feel like a helicopter coming in is a lot of attention. Okay. Maybe it's under the snow? Perhaps it's under the snow. <laughs> now, did anybody bring a shovel? No, I wasn't planning on coming to the poles. I have a javelin. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, what are you guys' passive perceptions? Uh, 11. Great. Uh, 16. 15. 15? Alright, so between the satyr and the human... You guys start to hear the distant growls, and from the corners of what looks like, basically, it's, you're standing in the middle of this white space, mm-hmm. you see a small crowd of wolves start trying to creep up. Still uh. quite a distance away, but you can just hear the faint sounds of the growls, and just behind that, you hear a small sound of a bell. Dungeon Master, can I determine how many wolves are likely closing in on us? <laughs> <laughs> That's Roll a good me, question. Roll me an actual perception check. An actual perception check. Yeah. Okay, okay, I'm going to do that right now. Careful, Terry's going to shoot the dog to slow them down. <laughs> <laughs> There's some nuggets in here. Yeah. <laughs> you shoot a dog once, Terry, you never leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ten. <laughs> Ten. Uh, no, you just see a bunch of weird little black dots flying around. All right. This is honestly how I think it's, we should go down, okay? These are wolves. They're going to run away if they think they're going to die. We need to all jump on one and fucking murder it. <laughs> murder it. Murder, murder. So that the rest of them go, I'm not going to do that. Maybe they're friends. I mean, okay. <laughs> they could be Christmas wolves. They might be Christmas wolves. Frank, you can still hear the sound of a bell ringing ever so lightly in the distance. So the wolves are... 
like circled us yeah. fully. Not fully. They're kind of like okay, to describe this. You guys are standing in the middle of this open field. Okay. They're surrounding you in almost like a horseshoe. Okay, and the bell's coming from the center of that horseshoe. It's coming actually from if you were to travel away from the horseshoe. To the bells. It must be Santa. You're not wor- worried about these wolves at all. No, I'm worried about these wolves you personally. Were- Do you want me to? Fucking chuck a javelin into one. <laughs> I mean, it depends. We don't. We don't need to start trying to kill wolves right away. I'm just nervous about the wolves. Me too. Uh, I say we slowly move, well, quickly move away from the wolves while keeping an eye on them. I'm going to keep this javelin right here. Uh, so, uh, oh, it's an audio medium in my hand. Javelin in my hand. Uh, and if one looks like it is getting ready to attack us, uh, then I will uh, throw a javelin. I will do a similar action, but I will hold my fists in my hands. And if one gets looks to be attack, I will rush it and beat the hell out of it. I will also hold one of Frank's fists. I'm going to be like, here, puppy, puppy. Roll initiative. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is how we do it. Well, that'll be a nat one. Plus oh, four. Wow. Good start for you. <laughs> Thirteen. Fifteen. And a five. All right. So we have Frank, Angelica, and then Tom Ness. Do you want to know something tragic? So, usually because I'm on the DM side, not the player side these days, I haven't actually used D&D Beyond that much. So, I was, like, test rolling things as we were getting ready mm-hmm. here, yeah. and I just test rolled and rolled a nat 20. Yeah. That would have been my next roll, which would be this attack. Oh, oh. sweet summer child. Too bad that that did not work out for you. I know, I know, I know. It's like rolling when the DM tell- doesn't tell you yet. Yeah, right? Doesn't count. <laughs> That's, That's very true. That's All right, so these walls are probably going to say around 50 feet away from you. All right. Um, you will see that at the very end of the horseshoe, one of the wolves does look much larger than the rest of them. Okay. And two of the wolves, one on the right, one on the left, are going to start running towards you at full tilt, uh, but they're only going to reach about 20 feet away from you. Really? Yep. I can chuck this javelin into it then? Sounds good. Frank, you're first though. Okay, um, I'm going oh, wait, to... Wait, no, you read... Do I get to count that as a ready to action? Absolutely, you can throw your javelin. Yeah. Yes! Yeah. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Uh, yeah, screw you, James. Uh, mm-hmm. It's okay, I can go kill it after. It's, uh, 18. It's fair. 18 to hit with your javelin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That absolutely hits. Do you want me to roll my second attack now? Sure. Or what's your style, yeah? Um, how can that be cocked on that? Uh, eight total. Eight for the second hit? Yeah. Uh, does not hit second hit. Okay, so damage for the first one? Yep. Nine points piercing. All right, so um, are you going to aim for left or right for you? When in doubt, go left. Fair enough. All right, so you rip this javelin straight across and, like, with true distance, hits into the shoulder of the wolf, kind of slowing it down, but it is still up. Okay. All right. Where are our sound effects over there? Wow! (laughs) (laughs) Was that the javelin hitting or the the wolf being hit? Yes. (laughs) That's the wolf like, what? <laughs> He's been listening to too much pop radio. Yeah, right? too much Cardi B right there. <laughs> it's a wet ass puppy. Yeah. <laughs> oh god! Stop. <laughs> I want to go already. All right. Fair. Frank, you see this happen? What do you do? Uh, I'm going to run over to that same wolf mm-hmm. and punch it twice. Okay. Uh, Twenty. Four, twenty-two. Absolutely, that hits. Okay, and I'll roll the other attack for a twenty-three. Okay, we'll roll the damage for the first one first. Thud, thud. <laughs> Ten. How do you want to do it? Uh, just punch it through the eye. Great. Just bah! Awesome. Do you want to turn your directions of your other attack towards the other one? Oh uh, yeah, I have movement left, so I might yeah, as well. Might as well. Sure. I'll count your original roll as a, as a hit. Oh, that was not nat 20, not but better. <laughs> it still hits, I promise. Oh, that sucks. Six. Six? Six damage. Six damage? Okay, that's good. Um, all right, so basically, um, Angelica, not Angelica, Angelica, you're next, so in actual initiative order. So you throw your javelin. We have uh, Frank then goes up, punches one through the eye. <laughs> Is it like blood splattered all over like the snow? Opposite direction oh, though. Like great. perfect and, triangle going out. Yeah, Tarantino like, style. Yeah, and like a graceful swan, you run across the snow and then you like, like land another bat on the uh, other wolf's head. So Angelica, what do you do for your turn? Angelica. Oh shit, it's back to me. <laughs> um, so okay. ready to action, my gay. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, well I'm just gonna... How many uh, wolves are in sight now? One wolf's charging still. The other one's dead. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna multi-attack Warhammer this uh, this thing right here. Um... <laughs> how do I get back to... There we go. Okay. 
First attack is oh yeah, twenty-two. Nice. Absolutely. Happens. Second attack, twenty-two. First attack damage, eleven. Okay, how do you want to do it? <laughs> I want like straight through the center of the skull, like like collapse its skull from the top down, so that it hits the ground. Like I just completely stopped it in its charge. Amazing. Whack! <laughs> Whoop! <laughs> <Whap. laughs> <laughs> All right, Tomnus, your turn. Uh, so what's left on the battlefield? Uh, basically now we're back to just the horseshoe that's around you that's over 50 feet in distance. Okay, yep. you're still over 50 feet away? Yep. Alright, um, I'm gonna say, I think these puppies just need a little rest, and I am going to cast sleep on them. So within a 20 foot sphere, how many can I get? Within a 20-foot sphere? Yeah. Are you targeting... What, are you targeting so I'm going to target one of the wolves. Basically, I want to get as many wolves as I can with within the area of the spell. Okay. So basically, in my mind, then you would probably cast it on like the giant wolf that's standing at the, the head of the horseshoe. Yeah. Um, so you'll probably be able to get, I'm going to say, around one, two, three, four, uh, five. Sounds five. good. Yeah. So four, 10, 11, 12, 14 hit points worth of wolves will fall asleep. Great. Um... Might be one. Yeah, yeah I think so that'll you, be one. Yeah, you basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, how I'm going to play this though, because like, what it's going to be is going to be probably two of the smaller dogs. Yep. Will fall. Okay. And they'll fall asleep. But the main like. Yeah, it always starts with the ones with a few hit yeah, points. Yeah, and it so. works its way in. So he Perfect. basically the horseshoe still exists, but two of them have fallen asleep. All right, now we're at the wolves. They kind of you kind of start hearing them turn from a growl to almost like a whine. They've watched some of their friends be beaten to death. You know? Mercilessly. Mercilessly beaten to death. That's then, what I said would happen. Then the head wolf lets out a large, large, like, loud growl. And a, a bale wolf, a bale howl. A, a, a bale howl. howl. <laughs> and the rest of the wolves start to slowly back away. All right. Do we hear the jingling of the bell still? It is, yeah. And it, it's a single bell that just... It's gotten louder at any point. Uh, it just, it's, like, it's kind of like a constant, like, ring that just happens mm-hmm. every 15 to 20 seconds. How far away does it sound like it is? Um... Well, we perception. I shall. 19 plus things. Nine. I'm not good at that. You're focused on the fact that you just murdered a wolf. 24. 24 for you? All right. So uh, between Frank and Tumnus, you're kind of like looking at each other. You see these wolves kind of starting to slowly back away. Kind of still hear that ring. You kind of look up in the sky, have like a look around. And you can kind of tell that it probably sounds like it's around 100 feet away and yet right beside you. All right. Okay. Well, I say we go to the bell. Maybe Santa. Let's go to the bell. Let's go to the bell. Let's go to the bell. Um, yeah, okay. So you guys just start walking forwards? Yeah. yeah. Walking in the direction where we ever were. Keeping an eye the, on the wolves. Make the sure carnage, they don't come so back. I behind as you walk forward. Oh, Thomas isn't even looking back. He's just dancing along in the direction of Santa Claus. Hmm. Uh, but I want to use my defined... My divine sense to detect good and evil, uh, but it, uh, it has a range of 60 feet, so I don't want to cast it until I feel like I'm within 60 feet. Um, mm. But I did not roll well, so I won't do it yet. Until <laughs> I see something. Fair enough. You let me know. Um, you guys get about 10 feet, and then one by one, you feel your bodies pass through, through a force field. Ooh. Basically, you kind of feel like a small amount of joy in the scent in the air changes. You are now smelling the smells of Christmas. You are now smelling... Cinnamons, nutmegs, you're smelling hot chocolate in the distance, Baileys on a nice cold morning. Oh. You know, like just perfection. Alcohol and work. Right? Great. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, Miss Santa. This, Let's go. Thomas, you were right, and I should have listened to you. Do you think those wolves were bad guys that we killed? No, I think they were Santa's friends. <laughs> all right. Well, let's all agree to not tell Santa. <laughs> they were aggressive. They were aggressive. Were they and aggressive? the American police have taught me they aggressive grow. dogs need to be put down. They did grow. They did grow. We did our job. Dogs just we protected growl. people. I don't know. Mm. Anyways, it's behind you're us. Ahem. I won't get through a live play without killing a dog. So. <laughs> That's true. That kind of started out with that for a reason. <laughs> um, you hear a loud, loud ahem from just in front of you. You guys kind of look up to see and you see your surroundings. You see a tiny little path that goes all the way up what looks like a giant hill. And what should be a house that sits on the top, you don't see anything. But there's a path that kind of goes up into the distance. The lawn itself is covered in snow, as should be, but you see Christmas decorations galore. But instead of what you would expect, like cute little elves and cute little, like, light-up Christmas trees and things like that, you're actually seeing a Christmas battle scene. Ooh. So you're seeing the sleigh coming down and crashing into a city and it, like, being lit on fire, shall we say, but it's just lit up with lights. Like, it's, like, almost like a display of history, but within... Diorama. A diorama. Large diorama. 
And then right at the front of the path, you see a Goliath standing there with beside a, a pole, just lightly ringing a bell. Uh, who was the voice that we heard? Or go, <clears throat> was it the, from the Goliath? Yeah. Oh, good day! You must be a friend of Santa's. Oh, gods, no. But, um... I assume you were all here for the proceedings of Gumdrop. Yes. Oh yeah, that's why we're uh, here. Oh yeah, that's right. Gumdrop died. Yeah, like that's right. Forgot about that. What's going on with that uh, battle scene behind you? Because I happen to really like Christmas, and I feel that like there's very negative connotations there. Oh, clearly you have not been brought up on the histories of of the proper Christmases mm. past. Evidently not. Mm. Apparently not. You mm. tell me what you think you know about Christmas, and mm. I will correct you. <laughs> Interesting. Well, absolutely. I think what we're going to have to do is here. I'm just going to make sure we have everybody that we need. You see him wearing Regent traditionally pulls up two different lists. <clears throat> and then he looks directly at Frank and he's like, hmm, and who might you be? Stanza. Stanza. He rolls one list open, kind of goes down through it. Hmm. Rolls up another one, pulls it out, goes down. Ah, uh, yes. Not fond of gumdrop. His own choice. He left me in Iojima. Well, you are in his will and testament, so you're definitely welcome. Rolls up the scrolls, then goes down to Angelica. And who might you be? I am lawful good paladin. <laughs> Angelica Noel. Defender of Christmas. Same thing happens. He rolls out one list, but the first list he rolls, he actually goes, Okay, absolutely, you're on the list. And I believe that you are here as a defender of Christmas, and I think that you will understand a little bit more once we get inside. Um, but then who are you? He looks... Uh, my name's Tumnus. Uh, my friends call me Tiny Tumnus. I'm here because I got a letter with an X. Oh, you seem very, very faithful and understanding. He says that as he unscrolls one of the scrolls. Ah, uh, yes, absolutely. You are on the list. Frank was on the other list that, that we were on? The better yeah, we list. were on one and he was on the other. <laughs> you're on the easily convinced list and you're on the better list. <laughs> yeah, definitely not the naughty and nice lists. Yeah. <laughs> It was the gullible and Yes, the, the gullible and non-gullible list, obviously. 100%. Like, on the back it says everything. Yeah. <laughs> you see him tuck the right back into his jacket. You actually notice that his garb, he's wearing all red. Oh, you... Ah. White fur trim or all red? Just all red, like a, like a, like a nice like pinstripe red. Blood Ooh. red? Like blood red, yes. Okay. Oh. So, he's a vampire, um... guys. Watch out. <laughs> hey, you know what? Well, let me just detect good and evil right now, Dungeon Master. Nope. How does it work? Divine Sense. So as an action, I will detect good and evil, so until the end of my next turn, I can sense anything affected by the hollow spell or know the location of any celestial fiend or undead within 60 feet that is not behind total cover. Within 60 feet? Within 60 feet. If I'm not within 60 feet of the Goliath, I will put myself <laughs> within 60 feet of him. <laughs> if he's like over there, 65 feet away. <laughs> he's good. He's good? Yep. You get no sense of negativity coming from him whatsoever. I want to show off my forest green cloak that I have. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say, I love the suit. I love the suit. Uh, you're lucky. I've determined that you're not a celestial fiend or undead. So. Well, I'm glad that you're that perceptive. That's what I do. I'm so sorry, friend. I forgot to gather your name. Oh, um, I am also a Frank. Oh. But of the incense family. Ah. <laughs> How insensitive of me not to ask sooner. <laughs> it's all right. I am but a humble servant of Christmas. And she'll look directly at it. Well, he'll look directly at Angelica. Also a servant of Christmas. I'm a better servant. Sounds like a great place. I'm so glad we're here. <laughs> you, should, you should fight over it. I, we sh you should have a battle over it. I think you should determine your Christmas love <laughs> just a over the battle. Uh, of the by the way, this is a battle royale. I'm just kidding. I will, okay. So, I'll kill your key NPC. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Die in a <laughs> Hey, Matt, you do whatever you want to do. You're going to murder him. <laughs> it's a golden opportunity. That's it. Get him! <laughs> I'm glad that that landed the way it should have. Thank you. Um, he's like, all right, well, there's no time to waste. And he'll reach into the other side of his jacket. And he pulls out a snow globe and starts to shake it. And then all of a sudden you see that within this force-fielded globe, it starts to snow. Woo! Delightful! And then uh, from a distance, all of a sudden, this beautiful, tiny little gingerbread hut appears at the top of the hill. He says, come, come. And then all of a sudden behind you appears this really shitty looking sleigh and a horse and says, hop on. And then he like. Can I hop on the horse? Sure. I'm a dwarf. I don't like horses. Animal handling. 
Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna on the shitty I'll sleigh. Change my mind. sleigh yeah. I'm gonna get. Yeah. I'll get in the. I'll get in the sleigh. I, I can see you like approaching the horse, and then, <laughs> and then changing your mind. Mm-hmm. And Frankincense is like, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. no, no, not for you, friend. Mm-hmm. In fact, he'll get up on the horse, and it looks ridiculous because the horse is small. He's a Goliath. But, yeah, it's great. And then like charges you up the hill. Okay. How fortunate of us to find such a welcome. This is wonderful and so magical. I'm having the time of my life. <laughs> How you doing, Frank? Angelica is really, uh, like, really loves Christmas, but it's hard for me to... <laughs> it's hard for Terry to muster. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. Um, you guys get to the to the house, and you notice that it is very, like, much like a gingerbread house. There's windows of, like, stained glass, but clearly made of, like, edible candies, those kinds of things. Large candy canes strewn about. And then a bunch of, like, icing icicles that flow around the estate, basically. I'm going to reach out to one of the candies and look at Frank. Do you mind? May I? Oh, absolutely. Everything is edible. You just gotta start, start munching on one of the candies. What does it How's taste like? How's your curse to? taste? <laughs> <laughs> what does it taste like? Uh, what kind of candy did you grab? Uh, like a gumdrop, something along those lines. Uh, those oh, no, do you have a Turkish Delight? Uh, Turkish Delights, we do have some inside. Absolutely. Okay, well, I can wait. I'll just grab a gumdrop for now. Uh, those are a classic for the family. Absolutely. <laughs> I just want to make sure that you're doing Christmas correctly. What date did you erect this ginger house, gingerbread house? This gingerbread house? Today yeah. is Christmas Day. Sorry, Christmas Eve. Obviously, I knew that. Christmas, <laughs> Christmas yeah. Eve Christmas today. Eve. Yeah. Today is Christmas Eve. Okay. Please have it down January 1st. <laughs> wow. Okay. According to regulations. According to regulations. According to Christmas regulations. December 1st to January 1st? No exceptions? No, man. November 11th at 12.01 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> Loves Christmas, but a stickler for the rules. A stickler for the rules. A stickler for the rules. But that's that's how falafel. You, that's how you appreciate yeah. Christmas more. All right. <clears throat> So you see uh, him, uh, Frank, hop off a horse uh, and then guide you guys up to the front entrance of the house. And then he kind of opens the door and, and walks in, uh, kind of like gets out of the way so you guys can walk in first. Who goes first? Tumnus, 100%. Yeah, okay. I'm going to protect Tumnus, so I'll go behind Tumnus. Okay. Slightly Tumnus. I'll definitely be going last. Yeah, you're just like so skeptical. <laughs> yeah, 100% situation. skeptical. Absolutely. You guys sure you don't want a candy on the way in? They're delicious. Are they delicious? Everything here is delicious. It's Christmas. Mm. It doesn't sound like okay. Christmas. I'll have a little cane. I'll have a candy cane. Amazing. Well, yeah, absolutely. So as you as you walk in, um, Tomness, like basically what you're walking into is what looks like a church. There's pews lining the outsides, and at the very front, at the very end, you see what would be like an open casket. Um, you guys are arriving, basically, two gumdrops to funeral. Funeral. Okay. You would kind of have expected that it might have been more people here, especially knowing a little bit of Gumdrop's history and the connections that he has. You may have been expecting that there would be a crowd. You would not be the only ones arriving. So it seems a little bit weird that it's quite quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, so Frank will kind of like allow you to go, like, please have a seat. Are we the first ones here, Frank? Are there more coming? Oh, no. I only had three names that I was expecting today. Took a long time to scan those lists for three names. That's true. It did no, I was going to say the same. Oh, okay. t- and technically that means there should have only been one name on his yeah. list. <laughs> so either he's illiterate and was trying to put the letters together in his head. <laughs> Maybe it's dyslexia. I would have noticed that. <laughs> Even for one name, dyslexia shouldn't cause you to jump. Yeah. Expecting one and name that looks name, similar to mine. His name is Boom, we're good. You just have to look for your own name on a list. I couldn't do it. Do you need glasses? I know a guy down Even in then, Queens. You know that the blur is the same name as your name. So. Same blur. I also have a doctor to help with the head up there if you need yeah. that too. Mm. It might be a two. He's down in Staten Island. He just goes like, mm. Give him my name, he'll help you out. Mm-hmm. If you think it's a tumor, I have lesser restoration. <laughs> Can we just? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I do as well, actually. Oh, We're you do? Just fine. Great. <laughs> you would completely ignore your comments and, like, walk straight down the aisle towards the casket at the end. Um, he does kind of say, have a seat. Find you make yourselves comfortable. Um, there are some refreshments and snacks on the left, and you'll see a table. It's just an array of Christmas treats. Ooh. And then to the right, you're going to see, like, a giant hearth with a fire going and all that kind of stuff. Stockings hung all in a row. Um, but then there's this giant casket at the very end. Is it open? Kind of, do you approach it? Yes. Thomas is definitely going to go take a look to try and pay some respect. You should check your evil dad over here. To his old friend. Um, You want me to blast that again? Yeah, do I do. what I was going to do, actually? Because I know Gumdrop, right? Yes, so, 
Are you guys kind of walking towards it? Yeah. 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 All right. So let me describe it a little bit for you. So the casket itself is clear glass. Whoa. Think of it kind of almost like a snow white mm-hmm. kind of feel. So you can actually see the body of Gumdrop laid in within this glass piece, and you can feel a strong magic emanating from this casket. Oh, let me see what I got here. Let me see what I got here. What flavor of magic is it? Hmm? Is it like necromancy, restoration, like what type do we know? Enchantment. Just basic enchantment? Yeah. I think. All right, um, given that, I'm going to take ten minutes as I can mm-hmm. um, as a ritual to cast a tech magic. Okay. So basically as I'm, as people are milling about when we're waiting for things to start, I just want to cast detect magic as a ritual. Okay. Detect magic, remind me just as the type and so, the spell. So yeah, it, it will yeah. give you the presence of magic, um, the type. Anything that is magical within 30 feet. And it can <laughs> penetrate more. So yeah, the school of, basically the school of magic. Okay. If it's magical, in what school? It's all enchantment. Okay. Basically, you are inside of a magical snow globe right now. Right. So you are just, you just all of a sudden get hit with like this wave of just Christmas feel. Mm-hmm. And like, you're just like, holy fuck. There's so much joy and yet sadness. Right. Because of this, <laughs> this, this fallen warrior that is in front of you. And because right. you get that sense that this person, losing this person, was losing something of Christmas. Right. So this casket, then you get the feel. It's kind of like a, um, uh, it's a, I guess, because it, it does say with whatever spell it is, yeah. right? Yeah, it's, well, the school. Not the actual spell itself, okay. but the school that cool. it belong to. You get the feel, though, that this casket and the magic that's emanating from it is what is creating the snow globe. Okay. The casket. So it's kind of like where the heart of the magic is. Exactly. Right. It's so. Christmas magic. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> While Tumnus is doing this, because it can take about ten minutes. Um, is there anything around, like maybe a write-up, like a eulogy, uh, any pictures of him at all? Anything I can get information from, like for stuff like his mother's maiden name. Model of his first car. <laughs> uh, the elementary school that he went to. Th- this kind of information. There's first street he lived on. Yeah. I give you a perception. That's name. Come but on. I like how the least perceptive character is the one that's trying to look yeah. around as much as he possibly can. There's Seven. a generic thing I'll give you, though. Sorry? Seven. Okay, so all you see within the room is if you're kind of browsing around, you see the table of treats to the left, you see the hearth on the right. Um, where the, the casket actually lays, there is, of course, a pedestal that does have a book on it. Um, but it's written in a language. What languages do you know? Celestial and Infernal. Uh, you can't understand. <laughs> Playing both sides of this. Yeah, you, gotta know, you gotta know what the enemy's saying. Yeah, so you don't understand. It's a language you don't understand. Okay. Uh, but if you look above to the wall, just on the top, you see images of nine warriors in different, like, uh, in, like, a strewn of, like, images and posters. Yeah. Sorry, Celestial and Dwarvish. Dwarvish? Still don't understand I was gonna do Infernal, but I needed Dwarvish because I'm a dwarf. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then there's, like, little plaques underneath each name. Sorry, underneath each, um, image of warrior. Do you look at the posters at all? Yes. Cool. So you're the one looking. Okay, (laughs) but I, I, look, I can't make head nor tails of this. If anybody wants to help me, I feel like these are important, but I can't. Okay, yeah, I'll scan across the pictures to see if there's anybody I recognize. Um, the main and largest image is a warrior's name who's Rudolph, uh, Nightbringer. Rudolph Nightbringer. That would be like Daystar or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the other posters will have the subsequent mm-hmm. uh, like uh, reindeer. Yeah. Are they all Nightbringer? Or? Uh, no, I'll have different. I'll have different, different last names. names. Yes. Okay. What Nightbringer are the last names? <laughs> <laughs> One's name is Nightbringer, Daybringer, Daystrider. <laughs> <laughs> you get the vibe. Nightbringer <laughs> seems counterintuitive to Rudolph's yeah. role. Whole game. <laughs> Might seem like that. Um, someone give me a who likes history. Uh, I'll do. do. Someone throw down a history check. Ten. Twenty-one. All right. So, oh god, sorry. I'm gonna turn off the audio of my computer. My bad. Such a professional. Um, you would know a little bit of the Battle of uh, Tinkerville, mm-hmm. uh, which was where there was a very very large battle between Frosty the Snowman and uh, yes. the the reindeer. So this is definitely a historical homage to that battle. Okay, and the image that was up front, would that then bring that same memory? Mm-hmm. Like that was Absolutely. So yeah. now that you think back to what you guys saw in the fields, yeah. that battle was being in, like represented within lights in Christmas field. Right. Yeah. 
So, and it was one of the first battles of uh, of the Gumdrop Christmas history. Yes. Yeah. All right. So, ah, it seems to be in reference to the many great trials that our friend Gumdrop faced. Ah, years. he was very brave. I think I don't know. <laughs> this guy's like, fuck, fuck this guy. Yeah. <laughs> fuck Gumdrop's bravery. Fuck Gumdrop. I do not believe. Yeah. Oh, I'm... you haven't heard the stories? The wonderful tales of Gumdrop? I fought with Gumdrop in a war. How was wow. it? Wow. Not good. Right. He wasn't good? No. He was amazing. You thought he was amazing? Have you not heard the tales? Well, <laughs> maybe if amazing is abandoning allies under fire. Oh, what? <laughs> God, so heavy. Oh my God. This is a Christmas episode. <laughs> you never heard of blue on blue, Tumnus? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so this takes about 10 minutes because you're doing yeah. your ritual. You're kind of mm-hmm. looking around. You tell them the story of the history of Christmas. That's kind of being explained here. And as you guys are there, all of a sudden, a door from underneath the um, Rudolph's poster opens. Um, and a small, stout halfling, who looks like he came right from battle, scars across his face, walks through that door. And says, he was a brave man. A, a good man and a brave man, from what I understand. You guys are lucky to be in the presence of this man. Agreed. Obvious question. Who are you? Oh, I am John of Clay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to get the proceedings over and done with. We do not have much time. Um, I understand you guys have. He has prepared a will and testimony for the three of you. However, I would love for you all to take a moment and pay your bests to our friend Gumdrop. I'm sure he would love to hear some of the memories of your lives. Who would like to go first? Oh, Thomas will absolutely step up first. Mm. I still remember the day my dad told me of the tale when the two of you fought side by side. He told me how strong you were, how brave you were. And then I remember when you came to my first birthday party. Oh, what a great time. And you blessed me with this wonderful jug of alchemy. I have never let it go since. Sorry, on your first birthday this was? Yes. Did you remember? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I have a very good memory. (laughs) Okay, clearly. Amazing. Yes. <laughs> and you understood that it was a jug of alchemy that he was giving you? Not at the time. I've grown, I've grown over time to okay. understand just how wonderful this gift was. <laughs> that was very lovely. I'm sure he'll miss you a lot. Who's next? Yeah, Tumnus. Uh, look, I came here because I needed some, uh, some stuff from you, but it's not available. But I will protect Christmas in your honor, and I will do it. Using this uh, this cloak that you gave me years ago, I remember. Uh, it is a it's a cloak of protection, and it has protected me quite well. Uh, so thank you for that, and uh, thank you for all of the good times. And um, and I'm struggling to remember your last name now, but I know that we did like each other once. You hear in the back of my stiff whistle. <laughs> stiff whistle. <laughs> That's the porn parody. Yes. <laughs> we have porn parodies already. Did you not know? Yeah. Like, you write Dave? We record those in New Year's. You went back here. Dave does all the illustrations. Yeah, it's actually Dave animated. Getting yeah. his ideas. And oh, sound effects. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> whap, whap, whap. Um, and John, I'll look at Angelic and be like, I'm sure he will love, he love that you are here to uh, fulfill his missions. And then he'll look at Frank. Your words from you. Uh, Frank will tell of the time where in two separate battles he fought with, um, Gumdrop. The first one, they had a good time about it, and they were allies. The second, Gumdrop was sent to get reinforcements and never returned, and reinforcements never came. So Frank was captured by the enemy. Mm. That's why he has a beef with Gumdrop. That must have been very hard for you. He's dead. Captured in a POW camp for three years is very hard. Mm. I feel like the end of this one shot is going to be Frank waking up on the floor yeah. wearing soiled underwear with <laughs> empty whiskey bottles <laughs> like in a hotel room in like Vietnam or something, yeah. right? Oh my yeah. god. With a, like, your dream, Dave. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all right, all with right. a hand crossbow and one bolt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <clears throat> all right. John says, well, that was good and lovely. Everybody have a seat. I have some shit to say. <laughs> this has been a wonderful funeral. <laughs> right, three of us here. Truly magical. All right. He'll look at 
not you, Frank, but Frankincense, and ask him to come forward. Frankincense will come forward and bring the snow globe that was shaken. John will flip it over, open up what would be the battery pack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a small piece of paper and unfurls it into a large piece of paper. It's more than seven folds. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> that is, it's magic, my guy. Of Christmas. <laughs> Does it have more than three names on it? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> too much for Frank. Yeah, it's way too much for Frank. <laughs> All right. And he starts to read. So these will be of the words of our dearly departed gumdrop. Oh, gummy. Thank you for gathering upon my request. This must mean I have been removed from my post, whether by force or by death. I assure you it was no accident. The Claws man has been after me for years, so I have traveled from land to land via this snow globe and year after year have tried to finally bring an end to his reign. Due to this, I have had a target on my back. This was going to be the year, but now I entrust this one last stand upon you. Any action. And then you'll see John pulls in out a small tiny bag and then pulls out a small gift box, hands one to Tumnus, Ooh. hands one to Angelica. Thanks. And then hands one to Frank. Thank you. What could it be? Uh, roll for initiative to open your gifts. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That'll be a 14. Okay. Nine. Eleven. All right, so Tumnus, you open yours first. All right. What do I find? You actually find a smaller version of the snow globe. Ooh. Um, and basically what it does is when you shake it, it casts the spell daylight. Ooh, all right. So basically 60-foot radius sphere of light appears, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So that is what that does. Uh, limited number of uses? Or one charge. One charge, okay. All right, who is next? Sorry. Moi. Angelica, you open yours and you pull out a black icicle. Fucking right. <laughs> Let's go. The perfect murder weapon. Yes, yeah. I'm in. For our historian here, you would understand that it actually came from the depths of the North Pole and was actually used within a few of the battles that Gumdrop had actually been through. And it is a very historical item. Uh, it can be used only as a dart projectile. Uh, damage is 2d4, magical damage, and if pale, the constitution saved to be poisoned for 1d4 rounds while it melts. Holy shit. Is this a custom item or will I find it on here somewhere? I customized it. <laughs> So let me write out all of this. I will copy uh, and paste it too, if you like. All right, Frank, do you even open your gift? Where, how, where are you, what are you feeling right now? What does the gift look like? What'd you get, Frank? You got to move on eventually. Yeah, let's be a little box wrapped neatly with a little bow. Yeah, what color is the paper? Well, <laughs> the paper itself is like an off emerald green. So you would almost think that if it was to glow, it would probably, you know, look like it was green. <laughs> <laughs> Grumpily, I am going to open it. Phenomenal. So you pull out a small pouch. And at first you look kind of confused as to why there's this tiny little pouch. Do you reach into the pouch? I guess. Cool. Well, don't uh, display the sack. Open it. See what's inside. Yeah. I reach in. He got a good gift. So you <laughs> rifle through. You don't feel anything at first. And then all of a sudden, you you know, you feel what feels like rocks. And you pull it out. And it is a bag of coals. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you would understand being, you know, a creature of understanding things that it's actually a bag of unending coal. So this bag may look like a regular sack, but while holding it, you can actually take out two pounds worth of coal and then it never runs out. Okay. I'm rich. Thanks for that. <laughs> you can always pull coal out of that bag. Yeah. yeah. Always pull two pounds of coal out. Um, nice, man. how much does coal go for nowadays? <laughs> coal itself, however, um, uh, basically I mean, consumes itself within 12 hours. So it, you can pull it out, you get two pounds of coal, but after 12 hours it disappears. That's fine. There's poor communities everywhere buying coal. Yeah, man. Like, <laughs> how much is 10 pounds of coal? You That's what I'm looking up right now. <laughs> All right. $258 a ton. Yeah. That's wow. not bad. How much a ton? For a rich. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. That's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. All right. It's like, well, I know Gumdrop wanted you to have those. I feel like they're going to be... A necessity in your mission. Now follow me. And he turns around mission. and walks through the door that he actually came through. Huh. I thought we were just here to pay respects. Do you follow? Well, if Gumdrop requests it, I will do it. I'm in. And I start prancing behind. I'll let him prance. I'll make sure nobody stops him from prancing. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine Terry like leading him. Like he's just got the javelin That's right. poking people away. You let him prance! Yeah. <laughs> You ten foot pole. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. All right, so you guys kind of like descend a spiral staircase into the depths of what feels like forever, but then you come across and go through a 
giant metal door and what you see looks like it would be a war room. So basically right in the center mm -hmm. there's a table where a map should be but does not exist. On the walls you see a bunch of TV screens that show the chimneys and tops of everyone's houses and the towns that are surrounding this area. Um, and it's just strewn hey, about all these plans. Yeah. And then on one wall you see basically a giant murder board. So if you think like trying to figure out a the, the murdering XYZ but you actually see its images of gumdrop. Okay. So is there red strings on it? And 100%. The, the whole thing? Yeah, the whole nine the yards, whole deal? Like, like, like red strings connecting different things, all that kind of stuff. Um, and you see uh, John basically just goes to the head of basically the war table. All right. There are seats around the war table to sit as well. Okay. I'll say to Frank. This Frank. Uh, John of Clay. <laughs> Frank is upstairs. Sorry, John. Sorry. <laughs> John. Frank behind you is like, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You guys are everywhere. Uh I'm going to ask the obvious question about the murder board over here. Yes, so that is the biggest piece of information to give. Everybody, have a seat. Okay. Gumdrop was murdered. <laughs> Kel, Get please. out! Done, done, done! Who are you working for? <laughs> murdered? By whom? We have not quite found that out, obviously, as you can tell by the board. It's just kind of strewn about. All of our thoughts and our feelings are here, but we cannot quite find... But we do have a theory. Tumnus looks over at Frank. Just stares yeah, in the eyes. Yeah, I mean, eyes. like, you kind of set yourself up yeah. as a suspect. <laughs> murdered? Do you think I would have come here if I murdered him? And do you think I would have let Absolutely. them all stay if I murdered Murderers him? Murderers always return to the scene of the crime. <laughs> and if I've learned anything... Can we, do we have detect, detect, good, detect semen? Dissolve. Detect semen? Oh, sorry, semen. what? You're full of us. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. I actually don't have that spell prepared. How unfortunate. What kind I of funerals do you go to? <laughs> murderers, murderers always return to the scene of the crime, and there's always semen on stuff. So. <laughs> I think you're watching too much true crime. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, and he kind of actually stands up and goes over to the murder board and like points to one image, which is the strewn about body of Gumdrop with an icicle that has fallen through his heart. What color is the icicle? Black. Are you holding a murder weapon? You gave me a murder weapon? <laughs> you set me up. Here's a black icicle. Thanks. By the way, Gumdrop yeah, killed with a black, with black icicle. We understand Great. that Gumdrop would have wanted you guys to have it to avenge his death. Oh, you get to kill the killer with the weapon. You have to, oh. oh, classic Gumdrop. Yeah. I just think it's bullshit that you assumed it was the black icicle as well, right from the start. <laughs> Nobody asked any questions. We do believe that there is more at work here because technically his body is being well-preserved. We don't think he is completely gone, but the murder attempt still stands. Oh, we both have lesser restoration. So Let's go. We do have lesser restoration. Yeah. <laughs> Has anyone tried to restore the body? It won't. We think that the only way to restore <laughs> Gumdrop is to defeat and finally rid of his narch nemesis, Santa Claus. You said narch nemesis? Narch nemesis. Narch nemesis. I was going to let him have it. And nobody gets away with anything on this podcast. You said narch nemesis. I was going to let the narch nemesis go. I was going to let Santa No. Nothing slides. Santa? I know him. Yeah. I'm also a fan of Santa. We think Santa did it? He has been the bane of Christmas's existence for many, many years. Uncle Gumdrop never told me that. He was your uncle? Yeah. Well, not my blood uncle, but... He said, call me uncle? Yeah. Right. It's my dad's friend, Jerry. No, that's not. That's not. You guys do this. I don't... That's not... I didn't say that. I didn't you go there either. You Terry. I didn't imply anything. Terry and I, I did not go the there. The look you gave when you said that, did. Terry, was implied for the audio format. No. Uh, he'll look over at uh, Tumnus and he'll be like, the wars that your uncle fought in were the wars against Santa Claus. Well, this changes everything. Uh, this does change everything. See, I'm loyal to Christmas, not necessarily Santa. We oh. are trying to bring Christmas back to its true meaning and true. And I'm all about We're bringing that. Christmas back. That yeah. has been Gumdrop's wish yeah. and want since the beginning. I mean, Christmas is about more than Santa Claus. And I can guarantee you, if he left you on a battlefield, it was for good reason. Rolls my eyes <laughs> heavily. <laughs> we don't. We're not sure. He, maybe he's an agent for Santa. Yeah. Look, I'm in. I think we should kill Santa and any agents that we suspect. Oh. <laughs> That's like, lead your head towards Frank. 
What type of armor are you wearing there? Uh, medium, I have medium armor. Medium you have armor. medium armor. Oh, I feel sorry. Yeah. A medium armor paladin. And a shield and a cloak of protection. So, best of luck. Are you holding your shield right now or is it on your back? Holding it like this. <laughs> okay. And going, eh, eh, oh, this guy over here. Yeah, my warhammer is poking over top. Like, <laughs> poking. This guy. Poking it, Frank. All right. All right, what's the deal? Where are we going? What are we doing? So the plan was to finally set out a trap to entrap Santa, but we can only do that one night a year, and unfortunately that is Christmas Eve. Hey, that's today. That was yesterday, wasn't it? Oh, that's no, today. It's today. Okay. Okay. I was going to say, I'll yeah. see you in a year. It's Christmas Eve. Should have got the dates wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Live play cancelled. It's New Year's? All right, guys, we're, so one year later. <laughs> <laughs> are you friends? No, I'm just kidding. Um... But 12 days ago, upon his murder, this household was ransacked. Oh, what was taken? The map of the town. And they'll, like, look down at the table where the map should have been. We don't have spares. <laughs> was anything else no, taken? We are, we are just a secret operative of three people. <laughs> was anything else taken? Sorry? Was anything else taken? Uh, just the map of the town that we were going to, but uh, Frank, you know, point towards Frank, who's now standing right behind you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> God. God, God, there. God damn it, Frank. Frank was able to thwart off the smaller of the enemies, uh, but unfortunately, uh, the main man got away. Capture any of them? So if I we understood did. this correctly, this place did was you ransacked. Them alive? If I ransacked, they no. took the map off the table. That makes getting information useless. Maybe they ran away with the sack. Yeah. <laughs> Just the map and the ransacking? They made away with the map. the map. But Frank was able to retrieve something that we feel might be useful. And Frank then from is now actually standing behind Tumnus. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> heavens! Pulls out the two lists. Oh, yeah. We, we can recite those by memory <laughs> and puts them on the table. Frank, three names. Yeah. Frank Costanza. Do you want to hold it? Yes. You unfold one of the lists, and it's actually full of names. Ooh, I get you a quick scan for my name. Uh, yeah, you find your name. Oh, am I on there? Is he on there as well? She. Yes. And Frank Costanza? No. Oh, check this the other one must list. be yours. I hand him Frank the other one. Just put it in my pocket. Are you on the list? Check the list. I don't need to check my list. Because you're the, the only name on it. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's my list. Is he the only name on that list, well, Frank? We didn't look. You don't know. You don't know. Oh yeah, we have to. Well, Not Frank told us there's only three names. Not on this, this Frank. This is confusing already. <laughs> I know two Franks. Mister Incense. Is Mister Costanza on that list? Who knows, John? <laughs> John's name would be on your guys' list. Okay. Yeah. But uh, John. Can we see the list again? Do you give me the list? We have not determined the magic behind the lists just yet. Only oh. that when you think of someone, it does technically highlight who you're trying to find. So it does take a moment, but if you think of a name, you can sometimes find it. Frank, why are we having such a hard time can with I this? Can I check Gumdrop's name on my list? <laughs> hmm? Can I check Gumdrop's name Gumdrop's on name my list? Gumdrop's name is not on either list. Oh. <sighs> Gumdrop. Can we check for Santa's name? Not on the list. Any of the reindeer? Uh, all of the reindeer are on your guys' list. And really? Frosty. Frosty's name is on his list. Any other oh, demigods oh, or gods that I may oh, know? Oh, these are really coming together. Oh, yeah. There's oh, yeah. no gods' names on the list. You're not keeping very good company there, uh, Frank. What's going on? Perfect. You're fine. Again, we do not quite understand the magic. All we know is that, that li those lists are connected to the map that was taken. How so? In the fact that when you think of the name of the person that you're looking for, you can find them on the map. Oh, big brother. Big, that is watching. Big brother. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And the map that we were able to retrieve that unfortunately was stolen was only for one town. So, this is our only chance to find out where Santa Claus might be and what the best house and place to set that trap would be. What are some of Santa's other allies? Santa's other allies? Yes. Uh, you would have the gingerbread, gingerbread men to the south, but they were, you know. Occupied this evening. <laughs> they, <were? laughs> they have their own Christmas traditions to go through. Okay. Just the gingerbread men work with Santa? Does he have no one else that is a close aide that we could look up on the list like to the see reindeer? where they are in the town? Reindeer on our side, evidently, because we have their battle list inside our the building. Our side? Well, I'm currently over. working for you guys. Okay. So, yeah. I see two lists, is all I'm lists. saying. There is two lists. There's also a, cl uh, a clan of... Um, Shape-shifting wolves that live within the forest. Oh. Uh, <laughs> we killed two of those. How many... They're on our side? Yes, they protect the globe. <laughs> no, I, I remember correctly. <laughs> I want to say shape-shifting wolves. Yeah. Well, uh, when... If, if, when you thrust their head in, did they happen to change shape? No. 
If, we should be good. If they were not very good at protecting the globe, you would probably want that information to be revealed now, so that you could choose better protectors. One question is, if they were attacked, they would honestly go to their allies to tell them. Have they told them? Have the wolves talked to you today? Anyway. Frank? Frank, Frank's now behind Frank. <laughs> Can I, like, I want to, like, subtly, like, this, give to Frank the signal not to say anything. Just, like, the, Frank, the that Frank doesn't know. That Frank doesn't know? Sorry, I'm getting no, Frank's mixed for us. up. Yeah, my oh, Frank's mixed Oh, yeah, that's what we were asking about. Yes, no, Frank, that's okay. the death of the wolves. So who just, killed them? He just, like, does a small nod towards John, and John, like, gives a small nod towards Frank. Frank consents, who killed them? Mm. He just kind of, like, grumbles to himself, and he's just like, that is an alliance we will continue to work with. Sure. I would recommend not approaching them from here on out. They approached us first. I told you they were friendly. They, they approached friendly. us first. Yeah, they, they were just hungry us. and tired. Yeah, step. Yeah, they. We didn't approach them, they, they approached us. They fucked around they and found stepped. out. They so. stepped. They stepped on us. We understand your negligence. It is fine. Let's get the... We're going we're gonna to kill Sander. The thief of the map is in the town. Do we have his name? We do not. He's not on the list. Shame. But Frank did see him when he was running and followed him as fast, far as he could, and he is in that town. Frank, what does he look like? I did not see him. Frank, what does he look like? He was dressed all in black. <sighs> Black like coal? Can we... How tall? <laughs> how tall? You tell me when to... <laughs> like, the fact that you're a dwarf and you're making this Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. As a dwarf, <laughs> I'll start at my own head, yeah. and then I'll just work up and back down again. You yeah. tell me when... Or if I start from the bottom, then... Stand on your chair. <laughs> I, I got it. I got it. Just to save face, I won't stand on my chair. I'll just put the chair above me, and then be like, is it... <laughs> About there, yes. Okay. So, like... Taller fellow. Human. Taller human. This height. Or Goliath. And then, like, <laughs> you look over at Frank, who's now standing behind you. Um, look over your shoulder, and he is, like, twice the height of your chair being up in the air. And he's just, like, not as tall as I. He's that big. Okay. 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 John. It and sorry, which town is this? Uh, this would be Tinseltown. Tinseltown. All right. And... It is, it stays, it's a small portion of what we call Oursville. Oursville, all right. I don't suppose we have any contacts in Tinseltown? No, we actually just arrived 12 days ago. <sighs> all right, okay, where do you recommend we start? Question, you arrived 12 days ago, was that before or after Gumdrop died? The day of his murder. The day of his it's murder. the day that you arrived. So who knew you were coming here? No one that we knew of. Well, evidently someone did. Correct. So you have a leak on the inside. That's why there's only three of us left. So there's two. Unless there's still three left. As I said, there's still hope Gumdrop is still alive. Okay, does John seem suspicious? He's very. Insight check? On oh, John? Can I insight check? I'd like, love to insight check him. Which insight check? I believe John would like 21. He's telling the truth. 21. <laughs> <laughs> he is not telling the truth to you. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> No, he's very, he seems very truthful. He's just very, as a matter of fact. Okay. And exhausted is what he feels. Like, he sense that he's just tired. Okay, where are we going to... Okay, where do you recommend we start? My recommendation is heading towards the town. We need to find the thief of the map. As I said, they are somewhere in town. Somewhere in a town. Where are we going to... Where are people trying to sell dodgy maps? Like, in a tavern? They wouldn't be selling this dodgy map. Where would people be mouthing off about one? In the tavern? That's uh, where you find things out. If it's a local score, yeah. Well, we gotta start somewhere. I see the tavern. We'll probably it's a good place to any, unless our hosts here have some better ideas. Taverns are always a great place to start. Sure. I could certainly use a, rum, a glass of eggnog. <laughs> what were you going to say before? I was gonna say rum and eggnog. Okay, because a glass said, of rum is actually what I was gonna say. I'm so they said rum. rump? And then yeah, like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> you certainly go for some rump. Steak? I certainly go for some rump right now. Okay, tavern? Sure. To the tavern. All right, well, before you leave... Um, and he'll start guiding you up towards the, like, up the stairs and back out towards the main foyer, and he'll guide you to, like, the, the tray of treats. I was gonna say, like if he's not guiding me there, I'm going there to grab yeah, the And he'll, like, he'll take one cookie, bite, take a piece off of each one and hand it to you. Um, it's basically just meant to, do you guys bite it? Eat it? Oh, of course. Okay, you feel whatever spell slots, whatever you expended, repair. Awesome. Really? Yeah. Can I, I get one of those for the road? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank uh, you. This is, uh... <laughs> Mechanically, it's like a long rest. Yeah. Yes. It's like, okay. Yeah. All right, I'll hit one of those up and get that, uh, that divines. I'm going to try and pocket one. Ah, uh, slide hand. I'm going to uh, put the one that was given to me into my pocket. 23. Okay. 23? Yeah. 
Uh, John of Clane doesn't notice it. Yeah. But all of a sudden, you feel Frank's hand on your wrist. Frank. Wow. Frank. <laughs> Sorry, Frank. I couldn't help myself. It was just so good. I wanted more. It's fine. Come along, and he like guides you out the front door. I'll be a good boy. So did he get to keep it, or what? Hmm? Did he get to keep it? Not the one he tried to steal. No. Okay. You're gonna go on his list, so yeah, I won't try that be again. Switching lists. Yeah. Be careful. We don't want any list swapping here. Uh, so he's gonna guide you out to the front door, and he'll like offer up the sleigh that is out to help you guys get to the next town. All right, let's hit it up. Anybody want to drive it? I'll drive. No one else wants to. Animal want handling. To? <laughs> How's your animal handling? <laughs> it's not good. Well, let's give it. A I don't mind driving. Okay, I got away with animals. Uh, fourteen. Fourteen. Um, how are you, how, what, what, what's your, what's your vibe here? What are you trying to do? I'm just trying to sit up and, like, grab the reins, right, from this driver's seat of the sleigh. Okay. Grab the reins that are on the horse and just try and, you know, yeah! Ah, um, he seems to like you, but his name is Kevin. Ah, Kevin, go! <laughs> there was Kevin. Was he left Kevin, at home, alone? Kevin. Uh, he does prefer to slay on his own, yes. <laughs> Uh, you will notice that the sleigh is very rickety. Yep. Like, if you guys were too aggressive with this, it would probably start to fall apart. All right. like, it is not in great shape. All right, noted. Um, but yeah, so... Wait, do we even know where we're going? Do we get directions? Yeah, can we get directions? Oh, yeah, so, like, sorry, um, Frank will then hand you a small piece of paper, probably two, since you have the reins. Yeah. Uh, he'll hand it to Frank. Frank to Frank. And I'll like, take it. Yeah. And if you want to furl it, you see that it's just a nice blank space with an X on it. Yeah. But it's obvious. There's like a directional piece. Last time see. we followed a sheet with an X on it that had nothing on it, we ended up in the middle of nowhere. We got attacked by wolves. Yeah, any wolves to worry about this time <laughs> around before we go? No, no, we spoke to them. It's fine. Okay. They're okay? Yeah. They got over that quick. <laughs> they did. <laughs> 20 minutes. <laughs> 20 minutes, two of their brothers had their heads crashed. I just gave two a nap. Let's go! Onwards, Kevin! On Kevin! We're walking in the earth. What a great movie. On Kevin and Kevin and Kevin and Kevin. On Kevin and Kevin and Kevin and Kevin. I tried to move more. I'm like, wait, there's just the one Kevin. And Devin. Devin. Devon. All right. And just like that, we've got got ourselves Tumnus at the reins as you guys in your one horse open sleigh dash across the fields towards... Dash across the snow? Dash across the snow. I don't think we'd be dashing. It's too rickety. That's true. Uh, I'm going to keep an eye out for uh, any potential threats as we're dashing here. No, Kevin's using double movement. He's actually dashing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a bonus action. He's a dash action. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's a bonus action. Uh, Thune is just singing Christmas carols to himself as we go. Okay. Christmas carols? Yeah. <laughs> Kevin seems to like that. He's really enjoying it. It's kind of like getting like a yeah. gone by. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm happy. Angelica loves Christmas carols. You get five movement. <laughs> yeah. And then if you actually look down at the sleigh itself, you see a small plaque that says McAllister across it. Ah, <laughs> it's the big man model of the sleigh itself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Is this the McAllister one or two? <laughs> actually, McAllister three. Okay. Yeah, someone has chicken pox somewhere. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. And so you guys are off. Um, Slaying, slaying across the, the open. We are on our way to Tinseltown. Yeah. Yeah. Slaying. Within the lands of Oursville. So there you have it. The end of part one, apparently. And now we follow in the footsteps of such cinematic masterpieces as The Hunger Games, Harry Potter, The Last Avengers movies, and Mission Impossible, and leave you hanging in the middle of the last installment for seemingly no reason except to sell more tickets. What a lucrative and not at all manipulative tactic. Stay tuned tomorrow when Canadians far and wide in the true north strong and free celebrate Boxing Day with part two of this harrowing holiday tale. Merry Christmas from It's a Mimic, where you never know what you're going to get.
record button is hit. Can I just get a quick level check from everybody? We did one, but yeah. What's up? Check, check. Yeah, you're gonna be good. Uh, I have to talk louder. Yes, probably. you do. Back, you're gonna, we're gonna like move in. Uh, yeah, that's so yeah. upsetting. I hate my life. I'm actually gonna do that. Yeah, because I'm also very quiet. So. Yeah, well, just gonna move the mic over there. I'm gonna try and eat the mic by the best I can. Speak up. Get my levels up. Is this good? Can you guys hear me? <laughs> Shut up, Dave. No one wants to hear you. Wait your turn. turn. Can we hear the sound effects from back here? Pew 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 pew. Sing. <laughs> Surprisingly, yes, Surprisingly, quite well. well. Surprisingly, so well. <laughs> Alright, okay. I feel sorry for whoever has to listen to this with all check. the clipping. Well, that'll be Adam, and we yeah. pre clip, but we. You're still gonna all. suck. Yeah, we check. One, two, one, two. Oh, I still haven't known. This one's for all the lovers out there. Okay. <laughs> God, Terry. I'm a wedding DJ. Yeah. <laughs> DJ Terry on the money. How much do you charge per evening? <laughs> For the DJ. <laughs> <laughs> Other services later. <laughs>